welcome back to another episode of Hate on the Browns. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's not our name. I wasn't ready for that. That's funny. <laughs> Man, it was bad, but we'll, we're going to talk about their game, but yeah, we'll get their into season it. is basically the opposite right now of what we thought they'd be. They're two and six, and I'm sure people thought they'd be somewhere around the six and two range. They have a worse record right now this at this point than they did at this point last year. Are you serious? Yep, because they had that win. That I think it's just because they had that tie with the Steelers in Week One last last year. Oh, okay. So the tie technically made them have a better record, but either way. And you, you guys have a, a two-game lead on them. Yeah. How about we get this out of the way right now? What's the Steelers' record, Ben? It's four and four. <laughs> What's the Browns' record? They are two and six. Okay. Oh, That's man. beautiful. Anyway. That's where you want to be. What's our possibly, possibly a wild card team here? We're talking the playoffs. Yeah, I'm hoping so. But, but yeah, we we'll, we we will get into all that fun stuff as we talk about the games. Go follow us on Twitter, at us with your comments, questions, concerns, gossip, jokes, whatever it may be. Yes, right pod. Any thoughts you may have at all, let us know. It's kind of sad that the season's over over halfway, right? We're going into week nine. We're going into week 10. <laughs> We're going into week 10? Oh, man, I was off on there. Oh, yeah, we are going to week 10. I just got thinking, like, I'm like, Christmas is around the corner, then it's the playoffs. Like, it's just, yeah, things are just flying by here. Doesn't give a lot of time for the Browns to get their crap together. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, but... All right, let's start with our recap of Week 9. The Thursday night game was the 49ers over the Cardinals. It was Halloween night. Yeah. The... I went trick-or-treating for part of the night with my daughter. Nice. And I came home, and my mom and dad came out to McGrath, and they were like, oh, we want to take our trick-or-treating. I was like, go for it. I'm going to go watch a football game. <laughs> um, but... Here's the funny thing. I always feel like I criticize people on the podcast. So like Malcolm Butler is a big one. There was somebody else I'm blanking on. But most recently I criticized Jimmy Graham saying that. Not Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Garoppolo Mm -hmm. saying he's handing the ball off a lot. He's benefiting from the system he's in. He's not really – I said I wasn't seeing any like wow throws. I don't know if he heard. I don't think he listens to this podcast. But he – Really had a great game. I think I heard it was like one of the best games of his career. Yeah, he looked good. He was slinging it. So, and yeah, the final score looked a lot closer than it really was. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cardinals kind of made it interesting at the end, but yeah, uh, Cardinals came out really hot in this game. Right off the start, they uh, re- they had acquired uh, Kenyon Drake. Oh right. Just prior to that, uh, excuse me, and. They got him involved right away. He got a lot of touches, and he scored right off the bat. And he was on my bench in fantasy and on one of your teams in fantasy. He was on the bench. Yeah. So we didn't play him when we probably should have. But I think that Cardinals offense will always be beneficial to the running back. That's like Chase Edmonds looked really good before he went out. Mm-hmm. David Johnson has looked good in that system. And so just kind of – and I feel like Drake, Johnson, Chase Edmonds all have that pass-catching ability, and they just kind of fit that yeah. system. So – but 49ers stay undefeated. Jimmy Garoppolo has a, a heck big of a game. game. Oh, yeah, and they stay undefeated. 
Um, are the 49ers the best team in the league right now? No. Okay, but, I, would say, I wouldn't say so either. I don't even know if they're the best team in the NFC. I think that they're a good team. Oh, um, definitely. Uh, sorry, me saying that with the caveat of... Um, yeah, I just want to see them continue to do it against um, some other top-notch teams. I mean, they got the they got the Seahawks coming up this week, so that should be a good yeah. test for them. But this is going to be a huge tell in what they really are, because I feel like the Seahawks are one of the top teams in mm-hmm. in the NFC. So it'll be a great matchup and a great test for them, and a real great opportunity for us to see w- what the 49ers are. Maybe maybe we're totally wrong. Maybe they are the the best team in in the NFC, but but yeah. A team doesn't go undefeated, you know, halfway through the season without being obviously one of the top teams. So they're doing good. All right. Um, I guess we can go to our next game. Yep. Uh, my daughter got up early on Sunday morning, so I actually got to watch part of this game. Mm-hmm. Travel to and London. We'll, yeah. I think that really had an influence here on like Minshew. I mean, he really didn't have that great of a game. Yeah, he looked. It was rough for him. Turn a lot of late turnovers. And I don't know if it's just like the Texans have done the London trip before, or like Mitch really hasn't. Although the Jaguars have done that. Yeah, before. the Jags do it every year, but. But I just, I, I guess, new uh, experience for Minshew. And um, no, Texans looked good in this game. I uh, I thought the run game looked good. I thought they used their backs really well in this game, and. Man, Deshaun Watson, he's just on another level. He's Yeah, he's a killer. Um uh for not having the help on defense that you know they had at the beginning of the year with Watt and with Clowney, they're they're still finding ways to win. And in in a divisional matchup where it obviously matters, they uh they get a big win for them to separate them from the Colts who actually lost this week so we'll talk about that later so they get a, a game ahead there and um I feel like the Texans are going to be a team that has to put up a lot of points to win they're going to yeah. have to get that thirty mark if they want to win and I don't know they didn't need to get to that point in this game but uh with Deshaun Watson Hopkins just the Johnson Hyde running backs Stills. Fells and I don't know who else they have a tight end. They got a good group. On yeah, offense. <clears throat> that's the thing that concerns me with the Texans is obviously their defense. It's just you never know what you're going to get. They're I just to score a lot. I see this team making a first like round exit in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be like completely honest, just like a regular year. <laughs> I just yeah, I just see like if they get matched up with the Bills, I just feel like the Bills will be able to put up enough points to hang with them and that their defense would be able to stop Deshaun Watson and like maybe just a couple of times, which would be enough to steal like a win. Right. Well, yeah, we've seen the Texans put up dud offensive games too. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a question for you about Minshew. Like there was this whole Minshew mania, whatever with the mustache. And I mean, I don't dislike the guy at all, but like, was he right. ever really did he ever play that good? Like, I always felt like he was just kind of underwhelming, but people, for yeah. some reason, were, like, in love with him more than just his personality, but, like, it almost seemed like people were, like, 
buying into the fact he was a good quarterback, but I just never really felt that. But I didn't yeah. I didn't watch a lot of Jags games. But anyway, I just want to hear your opinion on that. I liked what do I like? I don't know. I just liked his I liked his story coming from college, like mm-hmm. how he was like going to college to like be a coach and then like he got an opportunity to go to a different school and to like actually play where he played well and then led to him being drafted. And so I kinda liked his road to the NFL. And his actual his first game coming in, I think they were able to get the win. And he just he just had a solid game. And I think he's just played decent. And I think it kind of goes along with what you said. Like it, it was nothing ever to like really write home about. Like he wasn't, I don't know. I just think that at that point, the Jags fans were maybe looking for something to be excited about for the year. And yeah, he gave him like a little spark, but I think we already know. I, at least I saw updates today. Nick Foles is already going to be the starter. Yeah, they're going back to Foles. And I think I had asked you on the last podcast, like, what do you think they do here? And you just said, like, play the guy that you paid, really. Like, mm-hmm. like they brought Nick Foles in for a reason. And, you know, he's he's got a lot of experience. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been in big moments. So, And like, look at the, the, the Jaguars. They're 4-5 and five right now. They're also possibly on the verge of getting into a wild card spot. Right. If Foles comes in and things turn around, that defense is pretty good. And I think Foles might be able to keep him in games more. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Maybe Foles comes back and they, they go right back to Minshew. I doubt it, but right. I, I think Minshew was a, I don't know, just a, <clears throat> a spot for Jaguars fans to be somewhat excited about for this year after losing Foles in the first Yeah, game. that's fair. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not, I have, I'm not hating on the guy at all. I just... Um, I, I like him. It's just hard to, like, start him over Foles. Right. Like, if I had to choose, like, if I had both those quarterbacks on the Patriots, like, who are you going to start? I would probably pick Foles. I think yeah. you're probably the same if they're both on the Steelers. Yeah, they're definitely making the right call. But, anyway... But what's, What's nice to know is for Jags fans is if Foles doesn't work out, they actually have a fairly decent guy in, in the waiting for right. opportunities. So Yeah. Okay. Let's move along here to the Eagles and Bears. Trubisky stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get that out of the way? Or have we said that before? I think we have, but... This just cements it a little bit. I last year the dude had like a three game stretch where he was lighting it up, but we just haven't seen anything from him this year. Like to the point where he was a top fantasy quarterback for some people. I feel like at least in our dynasty league, he was a. I don't know. He put up really good numbers. Yeah, I remember picking him up in Huddle Buddies last year for a th- few weeks, and he like won me a few matchups because he had like over twenty five points from quarterback spot or whatever. Yeah, but this this game was uh, Carson Wentz saying like, "Screw my receivers, I'm just going to throw it to Zach Ertz." <laughs> oh yeah, Ertz had a big game. He just went to Ertz, um, which was working. Um, Trubisky had some completions that were nice, but I'm going to be honest, they were like wide open guys, like. It didn't look like a very difficult completion to make. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, Montgomery had a really good second half in this game. 
Jordan Howard got a little bit of revenge in this game as well. And I, I really like the one-two punch of Sanders Howard in the Eagles' backfield. Yeah, Sanders is killing it out of especially catching it, you know, in the yeah. receiving game. But after watching I didn't watch any of this game. I was able to see the highlights of this game. I just I feel like both teams missed the playoffs. That's fair. Uh, and I feel like the Bears missed the playoffs because they've been underperforming and they're too far behind in their division and in the NFC. And I just feel like the Eagles are going to be that team that are on the outs because of how well the Saints are doing, the Packers are doing, the Cowboys, the Seahawks, the 49ers. There's just I feel like there's a lot of a number of really good teams right now, and I feel like the Eagles are okay, but they're just I think they might be that team that is is kind of eked out at the end of the season. Yeah, their their offense just seems too lackluster. Like they don't really score a ton of points when it's an offense that you think would have a big game every. Yeah. Well, yeah, because just... in a couple of years it, it was that right. Like mm-hmm. they had. I feel like Alshon Jeffrey, even though it's only been two years since their Super Bowl run, he was so much better two years ago. And I know he's had some injuries, so I just don't know if he's past his prime. He is past his prime. I just feel like he's maybe going downhill. Ooh, yeah. And Deshaun Jackson not being there, Aguilar looking terrible at times. I don't know, that receiving room could. And I <laughs> I know I saw in like first take today, they were like talking like, oh, they should go get Antonio Brown. And they do need wide receiver help. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I, that's the way I feel about these two teams. I don't, I don't know if either of them make the playoffs. And I know, obviously, I picked the Bears at the beginning of the year, but that was obviously a poor choice. Cowboys at Eagles, uh, December twenty second, second last week of the game or week of the season. Um, that could it's gonna, be. It's gonna be a big one. That could decide the division, possibly. But anyway, right. Just just looking at that division, though. Uh, Dallas, right now, they. I'm pretty sure Dallas beat Philly earlier this year. Yeah, they did. So, yeah, I guess. Anyway, that division is really just going to be between Cowboys Eagles. So it'll be interesting to have there. But like you said, could come down to that game. Although I do feel like the Cowboys might be taking off here, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Okay. Uh, Vikings Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs get the win here in a, kind of a shocker. But, you know, I was listening to something today. They were talking about Andy Reid and how he kind of has this ability to, like, absorb injuries to his QBs and still run his system effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and for their defense to hold the Vikings, you know, to 23 points. Because Kansas City's not exactly known as for their defense. This game too, right? What, sorry? There was no Thielen. All but right, yeah, Thielen went out early. There's still really good right. offense pieces still on that team. Mm-hmm. I uh, no, I, I really like what you were saying about Andy Reid being able to make his system work with other quarterbacks. I uh, I think Matt Moore is a very good quarterback. I just think Andy Reid is good at running his offense through whoever he needs to, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Very close game. Came down to a field goal at the end by, what's his name, Butker? Yep, Butker. And um, I just feel like there's been these backups that have come in, like 
Moore and Bridgewater, and they've been able to keep their teams who are heavily favored to make it to the Super Bowl, like afloat. Not even afloat. They've kept them, I don't know, at least in the Saints situation, they didn't lose a game. Mm-hmm. Kansas City's still looking pretty sharp. They're still leading their division. They're six and three. It's, they're, they're looking good still too. So, um, yeah, just uh, it'll be interesting to see how that defense does in the playoffs, specifically for like Kansas City. Um, and unfortunately for the Vikings, I almost feel like they may be like a better version of the Eagles, where they might be the last team that doesn't make the playoffs just because of the mm-hmm. situation in the NFC. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I can I, I I agree with you there. The Eagles and Vikings are very similar to me. Just in the fact that you kinda never quite know what you're gonna get, even though they're generally good teams. Yeah. But And it's just I feel like it's just a bad year for these two teams specifically be just because the it almost feels like the NFC is stacked. Oh it is, man. There's some a lot of good teams over there. But, so, yeah, the Chiefs get the win here. There was a cool play where Damian Williams takes off for like 90-something yards or something on a run. Mm-hmm. And Tyreek Hill like floors it and like catches up to him. Oh, yeah, and runs with him. Apparently, I don't know where I was. I think it was on Twitter, Bleacher Report or something had this on. And they just said, like I guess, in training camp or the past like couple weeks, Damian Williams has been telling like reporters or media members that like he's the fastest person on the team, and so I guess like Tyreek Hill like just like like ran as fast <laughs> to catch up to him and be like, yeah, no, you're not or That's something funny. like that. But that guy's freaking fast, dude. Like I saw like watching the replay of just Damian Williams like full on sprinting down the field and Tyreek Hill just takes off after him. It's uh, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. Let's get to oh, let's get to your boys, Colts, Steelers. Ooh, I got a couple notes about this game here. Let's, uh, let's hear it. So, Mason Rudolph still looks a little shaky. He throws a good deep ball. He checks down really well, but the intermediate throws are a little inaccurate. So he threw a pick early that hit Juju in the hands, but it was very, like, just about fingertips. Anyway, probably was a catch he could have made, but still a bad ball. But um, as the game went along, offense was kind of struggling. Jacoby Brissett went out with an injury, but Hoyer came in and threw a touchdown right away. (laughs) But Minka Fitzpatrick had a 96-yard interception return. That was awesome. That guy. Okay, so I've seen these... seen the stat this week let me just go find it here for you i sent something to kent is it all the stuff that he's done since he got there that was one of them that was cool like yeah it's it's pretty impressive like it was his picks his yeah tackles his deflected passes right here steelers defenders with four plus interceptions since 2005 troy paul molly 2008 troy paul molly 2010 minka fitzpatrick 2019 wow so we might be looking at another Troy Polamalu. And for any of you who used to watch football back then. That dude was good. Yeah, that dude was beautiful. Anyway, so <laughs> he had this great interception return. It kept the team in it. And then 
you know, Steelers were able to just stick around. Their defense finally kind of came alive for some turnovers, as we've seen them do. And it comes down to this field goal at the end. Vinatieri lines up for a 40-something yarder. The holder turns the laces in, and he just pulls it left. Just bad. So, Steelers probably shouldn't have won this game. They didn't really play good enough to win, but they won. I'll, uh, the only point I'll make in this game is, I think you covered it pretty well, um, is that I felt like that missed kick made up for the call just a, a little bit before then. Oh, yeah. On the drive when the Steelers were going down the field. Um, no. No, it's, sorry, reverse that. It's the same drive. Uh, Colts are driving down the field, and they lay out a pass for the receiver, and it's, like, not catchable. It's way off. It's super far down the field, and they call, like, pass interference. And it's just a terrible call. Like, the announcers know it. Everybody in the stadium knows it. Although, I think they were playing in Indy. Mm-hmm. Or what were they playing? Yeah, they no, were in Indy. No, it was at home. Sorry. It was, okay, it so, was, yeah, so it the was fans were reacting, and it, it, it was obvious, and it was just bad. And so they... Tomlin challenges the play and it was the first time I thought it was like it was going to be reversed like this new rule was like going to come into effect and be like okay yeah this is why we have the rule because this is obvious and it's clearly a mistake and they didn't they didn't reverse it and I was completely shocked uh like the announcers were and then obviously leads down to the field they missed the field goal so obviously they lose still but I just felt like that terrible call was made up for with uh, the, the missed kick. So I don't know if that was just yeah. God's looking down, saying, "Oh wait a second, we got to fix this." <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I wanted to something else. I forgot to mention. I wanted to give a quick shout out to James Washington. I mentioned that Rudolph's intermediate throws were very inaccurate. Well, there was a couple that were like one was way behind, and Washington like snagged it with one hand. And there was one that was kind of above his head, and he still somehow. Anyway, if you want to go check him out. Maybe I'll retweet him on the account or something. But Washington had a couple big catches that kept drives alive that he probably had no business catching based on his track record. So kind of nice to see him kind of wake up a little bit and maybe that Rudolph and Washington connection maybe get started. But just another guy I was happy to see perform a little bit. I just like that they don't have Moncrief anymore. Like I know Moncrief is... cut him. And um, it's just like... I like that Deontay Johnson and Washington are getting more snaps mm-hmm. or they get to be in on more plays. So I think that's just going to be better for Rudolph. Just like the receiving core in general. Like they didn't need Moncrief. Yeah. Stones, hands, Moncrief, Stone whatever it is. hands, concrete, Dante concrete, whatever you want to call him. Um, yeah, anyway, that was a Steelers game. They were lucky to come out with a win, but they got a win to get back to 500. And um, pretty crazy the adversity that they've had to go through. But Mike Tomlin just gets them to these positions where they, no matter what happens, we're kind of just hang around. Anyway. And I think another point is, too, like a lot of people give him crap. A lot of people don't like Tomlin. But I think the record they've been able to piece together, the wins that they've been able to get, like I, I think similar to the credit that we give Andy Reid for being able to still work his system and win games with his star player being out. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Tomlin is showing that he can do the same thing. Um, is just maybe not as noticeable. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, that does make sense. I um, I saw an interesting stat this week, just because Steelers fans tend to complain a lot online. 
but they do especially about Mike Tomlin some crazy ones but it was just a stat that like you know the Steelers tend to play down or lose to losing teams a lot but this stat said that since 2015 Tomlin and Belichick have the same record against teams with losing records or something like that mm-hmm. anyway not obviously Bill Belichick's the GOAT but it was just it was just kind of interesting to see like Tomlin's not quite as bad as some of these guys want him to be or like think that he is even though he does some interesting things at times but Anyway, possible to get a soundbite of you right there saying that Bill Belichick's the goat, and just like that, like my whenever you text me like that, but I hear <laughs> Bill Belichick's the goat. Man, you can certainly cut this audio up. Maybe I'll cut that part out. Perfect. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I think I've said it before, maybe not on the podcast, but the guy is just a winner. But anyway, we can move along from the Steelers. That was their game, four um, and four. We don't have to spend much time on this next game. Jets, Dolphins, just a loser fact. Yeah, more of a toilet bowl than probably Jet, probably Dolphins, uh, Redskins was, you know? Yeah. Jets are just awful. End of the game, Flores gets, uh, so Dolphins win, get their first win of the season. They abandon the tank for one week, and they they, they poured the Powerade or Gatorade on uh, freaking Flores after the game. Like they won the Super Bowl. It's just like, oh man. Like I heard it's... that Flores didn't really react either. Like he didn't really like look happy or set. Like he was just kind of stone faced as they did it too. I haven't actually seen the re- the replay of it, but probably onto the locker room. He's like, you all realize we're still one in eight. Yeah. But... Um. I don't know. You never. I don't like seeing teams go like winless in the season. I didn't like seeing the Browns do that. I didn't like seeing uh, the Lions do that. Right. I just think it's bad for a franchise. I think it's bad for like the fan bases and um, is I don't know. It just I don't know, it gives those fans a little bit of hope. I uh, I don't know. We we were talking about a couple guys who have come on nicely. Like we talked about uh, Demonte Parker, who I thought has played well. He's scoring some TDs. Um, Mike Gesicki, their tight end that they drafted a couple of years ago. I think he's starting to. Fit in, and we know that like takes tight ends a little while to develop. The running back situation is weird. I think they have to go to Kalen Balaj now because Mark Walton did something again. That dude's like not just perfect, but like a running back. <sighs> I don't know. Now that's a bad comparison. I don't know. He just you know, he seems always seems like he's suspended. Right. Um, and uh, anyway, good for the Dolphins. Jets are man. I don't know what's going on here. Um, just one note before we move on with the Jets. I, it, it might be an Adam Gase problem because I saw this thing this week. It was like quarterbacks that moved on from Adam Gase, like Tannehill and Matt Moore. They're like doing actually pretty well this year. Yeah, with and, other coaches. Yeah, and then Darnold. I mean, I know Darnold didn't look spectacular last year, but like he's having a rough year, and so I don't know. Maybe it's an Adam Gase thing. Maybe he's just. Adam coach. Gase gets all this. He gets all this credit because of he were He was. Uh, he coached Peyton Manning. Oh. It's, it's freaking Peyton Manning. Yeah. I could coach him, and he's yeah. still a Hall of Famer. I just. I feel like there's too much credit given to Adam Gase. Him being a. I don't know. I've heard him a quarterback whisperer, like tagged on him, and it's just like okay, no. Seems quite the opposite right now. Yeah, it, it definitely does. And just because you worked with Peyton Manning doesn't mean. Yeah, that was yeah. more 
Mang than it was Adam Gase. So, and I think that's becoming a little obvious now, or more so apparent with his last couple jobs. So, um, anyway. But yeah, we'll see. But anyway, we can move along here. I'm okay. Two bad teams in my division. The other team, the Bills, are actually pretty good, who we're getting to next. Yeah, Bills over the Redskins. Um, yeah, the Bills just keep winning games. I mean, uh, yeah, Bills have a top five defense. Mm-hmm. They are awesome. And honestly, their offense looks good. Like, I think Josh Allen has the arm. I know he struggles to like with turnovers and he's still kind of young and doesn't have he doesn't make some of the throws, but he's he's got some nice pieces in Beasley and uh man, what's the other names? Brown? Yeah, John Brown. John Brown and Knox, the tight end that they drafted, is a good piece as well. With and Singletary had a really, really good game. Um and he had multiple touchdowns and kind of like a, a breakout game for him. So they just have the weapons. And honestly, I think you give that offense a little bit more time to build the chemistry and, and figure things out. And I, I'm honestly, I'm a little concerned about the Bills, which is kind of funny to say because I didn't think that was the team I was going to be concerned about in my division. Um, yeah, I mean, that was you guys had that tough game against them earlier in the year, so they could be a thorn in your side potentially. Right now they were playing the Redskins, but they they beat them pretty handily. Like they, yeah, they uh, they didn't really struggle here. Obviously, Dwayne Haskins getting his first start didn't look the best, but I don't know. I don't really know what the Redskins are. Like defensively, I don't like what they got going on. Offensively, like I think Haskins is going to be good. We know McLaurin is good. Yeah, I need. Haskins to throw to him a little bit more, but yeah. that's the first game, so <laughs> I guess we're waiting to see what Geis is. Adrian Peterson apparently is gonna hang around again. Um but they uh Yeah, the Bills are I don't know, they're on my radar for sure. Like yeah. and like we kind of pointed out earlier, if they get a matchup with like someone like the Texans who don't have a great defense, they could get into the second round and I don't know, depending on their matchup, that defense might be able to carry them a little further than the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, Bills are looking like a definite one of the two AFC wild cards probably at this point. I mean, we know we still have some time to go, but... Yeah, I think they get that first spot. I think they're a playoff team the way they're going here, so... So no more jokes about the AFC East being a terrible division, right? Oh, I wanted to say one thing on that note. <laughs> Just that Kent and I were playing NFL Street on the weekend, like it's from 2004, that game, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, just playing the AFC East teams and, like, the quarterbacks. Like, it's just funny to see, like, even back in 2004, like, they had no idea what they were doing at quarterback, any of those teams, except, of course, the Patriots had Tom Brady, but... <laughs> just, Some of the quarterbacks they had. They had, like, Chad Pennington... Um, oh. Well, Chad Pennington was actually pretty good. Yeah, he, he actually wasn't that bad. Yeah. Uh, who would, the Bills? Man, I don't even remember who the other two had. The Bills and Dolphins. I'll have I'll have to look and report back for you. But uh, it was just it was just kind of funny to be like, man, look at these quarterbacks. But yeah, I do remember Pennington actually wasn't that bad of a quarterback. But but yeah, you're right. The Bills are looking up. So yeah. Okay, Panthers. Uh, yeah. Over Titans. Panthers get back on track here after 
that embarrassing showing against the 49ers last week. Yeah. Uh, so we, we got news today that Cam Newton is out for the year. Yeah. Probably uh, smart. Time, yeah. Um, so do you think they stick with Kyle Allen moving forward? Because look at the the Panthers are 5-3. and three. I wouldn't say that they're missing Cam Newton right now. Mm-hmm. Especially in a division where they have the Saints, and the Saints are seven and one. Like, it's not like they'd be leading this division. I don't think if Cam was there, right? I think Cam makes them better than the Saints. So I don't know. There's just been like more talk about Cam not being there in the future. Like this is their opportunity to move on from him. Well, yeah. I mean, and, if there was a time they were going to, this would probably be it. So I don't know. And, and there's nothing about Kyle Allen's game that is like a wow factor. He just, I think he just, I think Rivera is also similar to what we talked about with Tomlin and Reed. Like, I think he's effective at whoever he has. He's going to make it work. So, and Christian McCaffrey, that guy's a game changer. I think that offense goes through him, but they've got some speedsters at wide receiver. Greg Olson's a solid tight end. So that offense has the pieces for a young quarterback to be successful. And their defense seems to be decent. Uh, they seem to be playing well. So this game, I just felt like on the Titans side, I just feel like Tannehill, is, is, it's clear that he's better than Mariota. I just felt like the Titans were running these plays that I feel like they would try with Mariota, whether they were like these like end arounds or some of these screens. Um, and I just felt like they were working a little bit. Some of his passes were like more crisp, they better completions. I just felt like that wasn't happening when Mariota was there. I know they still lost, but yeah, I don't know if they stick with Tannehill, I guess for next year, or if they they go looking for a quarterback. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what the Titans do, and also, like you said, if I'm the if I'm the Chicago Bears, I go get Cam Newton this off season, but um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the Panthers are going to do, honestly. Like, it's hard to move on from a guy that you've been committed to. And and who's won an MVP, taking you to a Super Bowl. Like, yeah. Not, he hasn't done anything for that organization. Probably still has a lot in the tank if he gets right, you know. But Right, I agree. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be – I can't really say on that one. I don't know what I would do if I was them. Yeah. I, uh, I have Derrick Henry on my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. And I was considering, you know, putting him on my trade block. And he actually had a really good week this last week for me. Yeah, so he had a good game. Considering, just watching part of that game, like when that guy gets the ball and he like gets some momentum, I feel like there's nothing that can bring him down. And he's not the best pass catcher, but when he does catch that pass, like on a like on a halfback screen or whatever it is, like, and he gets some space, man, it's just. It's he's also a game changer. I feel like I, he's the freaking huge dude. Yeah, he doesn't seem to get except he doesn't seem to accelerate super fast when you watch him. But when he gets up to speed, then it's like nobody can catch him. It's it's like the weirdest thing. Yeah, and then like and even if they do catch him, they they cannot bring him down. Yeah, he's just too big. So anyway, it's fun to watch because he's definitely like a mm-hmm. a game changer when he's. I don't know. I feel like they're using him more effectively this year than they did last year. Right. Okay. Anyway. Okay. I think that's good for that game. 
Um, oh, Lions Raiders. The Oakland Raiders get the win. Man, poor Lions. This is another game where I, I felt bad for the Lions here. Yeah. Oh, this is another funny thing where I last week I said on the podcast that for, for fantasy purposes, Marvin Jones and Galladay can't coexist. And of course, this week they, <laughs> they coexisted. Exactly. Um, and I don't know if it was just because of the lack of the confidence that maybe that they had in their running backs with some of their better guys being out, but they, man, Stafford's also looking really good and he's slinging it this year. And especially in this game, right? He was making some good passes, of course, not to Amendola, which would have helped me for fantasy. That's okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else did you like about this game? I was or hoping that Stafford would throw that touchdown pass at the end to tie it up. They had like fourth and goal or whatever right at the end and ran an interesting play with like a jumbo package in the game. But um, yeah, I don't know. The Raiders are just a lot better than any of us maybe thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to just be in games and their offense looks pretty good. Um, yeah, they're just surprising me a lot that team yeah they're also four and four like the Steelers they Mm -hmm. uh I thought Josh Jacobs had a really good game yep and he he was the first running back taken in the draft and I think not that we forget that but he was taken near the end of the first round so it wasn't like a Zeke or a Fournette or a Barkley where you know he was in the top 10 top five whatever it may be and so right but he's still a he's still a very talented running back, and I know for myself, like I just kind of, I don't know maybe I don't give Jake like the not the credit of being like a first round running back, but I guess in some cases I I kind of forget that he's there, and that mm-hmm. he's a talented running back. So yeah, good on the Raiders for everything they've gone through this year. I know we've talked about it on other podcasts, but they they have taken I don't know. They've taken what has happened in the off season at the beginning of the year, and they've actually put together a good season to uh, to compete. And they're second in their division. I am worried the Chargers are coming after, uh, like a uh, like. What am I trying to say? I feel like the Chargers are going to sneak up on them mm-hmm. in the next few weeks here. But I don't know. Going back to that last play, though, you were talking about Stafford. Uh, they ran on fourth down. They threw that pass at the goal line. I actually liked the play. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I guess there may have been a little bit of like uh, defensive pass interference, but I guess like they probably won't call that at that point in the game. Mm-hmm. But if you watch like Stafford's throw, like he's getting rushed and the guy's like right on him, and he just like does like this Brett Favre sidearm thing. It was really right. nice. It actually was like right on target. Too bad they didn't get that because I felt like the I felt like the Detroit Lions are just losing these games where they it honestly could have gone their way. Like in all these games, it's like really close. But yeah, they've been losing some heartbreakers. Um, yeah, I think that's it for that game. Yeah, so, okay. I think so too. Seahawks and Buccaneers. This one went to overtime. Wow. Seahawks just can't stop anybody, it seems like. Yeah, I was talking to Lauren. I was just texting him, and he, he just commented on and what, whatever our conversation was about. He, in one of his texts, he had just commented that, like, their defense can't stop anybody. 
but it doesn't seem like anyone can stop Russell Wilson either. Right. So yeah, Wilson lit it up here. Yeah, I uh, I believe it was in this game. Winston rolls out and he like throws a terrible pass. I'm pretty sure it was in this game. Anyway, it's like deflected and it goes up and it's gonna hit the ground. And also, like one of these like random Bucks wide receivers is like in the right moment, the right time, and catches it in the end zone. Okay. I don't know if you saw that. No, pretty I didn't. Sure, pretty sure that was in this game. Maybe it was last week. Either way. I'm pretty sure it was this week. Anyway, it was just a it was just that play. That Winston would throw it into like triple coverage. It would bounce off someone's hands and it would still end up as a touchdown when it's like on the step on the score sheet it's gonna show a touchdown pass when really it should probably should have been an interception or an incompletion, but Yeah. Um I don't know, what else did you think about this game? Uh not a lot, just I mean I think the Seahawks are good, but yeah, their defense might be their downfall potentially just because Russell Wilson really has to ball out. I mean, and he has been, but there might be a game where he maybe doesn't and they could be in trouble, but that's just kind of my observation on them a little bit. But they but do yeah. go out and get Josh Gordon. Oh, right. I was going to say that. They um, are just loading up on offense. So like we had the, Legion of Boom. And now we have the Legion of Zoom? No. <laughs> well, that's about as good as anything I could come up with. So. I was trying to think of something. Anyway, it almost seems like they're going opposite. Like We've known them for their defense. Now this offense might be what they're known for. Yeah, just trying to get some weapons for Russell Wilson. So. Hey, I like Josh. I, I think, and I was talking to Lauren, I, I said I like Josh Gordon. I was kind of sad to see him go. I think really either – I don't know the reasoning why they left. Like it could have been Nikhil Harry coming back and they needed a spot, although I feel like there were plenty of other people to cut, um, especially like not wide receivers. And um, part of me thinks that he was on a really short leash with the Patriots when it came to his like off-the-field stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if something happened. I haven't heard of anything. Like there's been no reports of that, but I just wonder if they had like things in place where they said, "Hey, if you do this, this, and this, you're good. But if you fall out of line, we're gonna part ways right away. Like we're not gonna hesitate." And I don't know. I I could see something like that happening as well. So yeah, it might just be like a situation too where <clears throat> they've tried to rely on him for. I mean, I know you can't really fault him for getting injured, but. <clears throat> maybe he uh, just hasn't been as like reliable to be on the field as they've, you know, hoped. And so they just thought with Harry coming back, it's like, we'll just cut bait, I guess now, yeah. you know, just kind of a business decision that way rather than still holding out hope. Okay. I don't know. Do you know how it works though? When <laughs> the guy goes on the waiver wire and then he can be claimed by a team, like there's I don't, an, right? Like it's almost like fantasy football where there's the teams are in order. Yeah. There is a waiver priority. And it's in, is in order of like, uh, the standings. I'm not sure on that, to be honest. That's something I'd have to look into. So one of the things I heard was that the Seahawks were like 28th on the list. Oh. 27 teams passed on the opportunity. And one of the things I also heard was that the Panthers were ahead of the Seahawks and passed on him and took Moncrief instead. So I don't know. It's, that seems kind of weird. but Yeah, that seems odd if 
Nobody else put in the claim, but so. But maybe other teams are like, and like I know the Seahawks are kind of the organization where they'll they'll take a shot on a guy, mm-hmm. um, even if there are maybe some personal issues. But I don't know. I liked him. I think he's a great talent. Yeah. I hope he does well in Seattle. I I was kind of sad to see him go, but I I really hope Nikhil Harry comes on and plays well. So anyway, right? Okay. Seahawks winning overtime. Russell Wilson looks like a stud. Definitely, I'm. I like everywhere I see now is like that. He's MVP. Like I, I think he's the front runner for sure. Yeah, even though Earl Thomas thinks that it's Lamar Jackson, but I. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chargers over Packers. This was a little bit of a surprise. The Packers looked like garbage. <clears throat> <clears throat> Bill Simmons cracked a joke about how they were playing in San Diego, and then like. Aaron Rodgers was off his game because he kept looking around the stands and seeing all the Green Bay fans and being like, wait, wait, what? Like, What's going <laughs> on here? We? And so, um, Devontae Adams comes back in this game. I think he was just trying to ease back into his role. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a great game. It seems like Aaron Jones used all of his scoring ability in the game prior. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Packers' offense just looked anemic; just couldn't do anything. And um, but like the Chargers kind of look like that team that we were hoping they'd be, and where they were from last year. So I don't want to say that like I'm surprised that the Chargers won or that they played this way, because I think we knew that they could do this. It just seemed like they were trying to get everything back on pace with mm-hmm. maybe Gordon and Henry coming back, and I thought the defense played really well in this game too. Yeah, Melvin Gordon has a really good game. First time this year. And, yeah, the Chargers got the win. I mean, like I said, the Packers just couldn't do anything all day. I think they put up a graphic. I'm not sure if you saw this on Twitter. Uh, Tony Romo and Jim Nance moved down to the field for some reason. And they put up this graphic that said total yards today green bay packers like 46 jim nance tony romo like 57 or something the distance it was from the booth to the field (laughs) yeah so the packers just didn't just couldn't do much i think this was just uh and we'll get to the patriots game but i think this is a good game for the packers because i think it'll put things into perspective for them because i think they're maybe getting a little uh maybe listening too much to like local radio stations or the media saying like they were you know, the Packers are, are really good and I don't know what they're hearing but mm-hmm. these kind of losses tend to like be good for teams where they can maybe reassess and uh, adjust and recommit to whatever they need to do to keep keep up their their record I think the Green Bay Packers are still going to be good and yeah, same. I think the Chargers are kind of on the rebound I think they're they had a slow start. I think Gordon is – I don't want to say he's in shape, but I feel like he's – Getting there for sure. Yeah, and I think Hunter Henry's back now. Man, it's just like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Eckler, Melvin Gordon. They've got weapons like crazy. So I, I honestly think the Chargers are going to come back and have a really good second half of the year. And then if the Bills are taking that first wild card spot, I could really see the Chargers getting that second one. Of course, unless the Steelers upset them. But yeah, there's a lot of teams in that four and four range. Yeah, but the the, the Chargers have 
a really nice like defensive combo of uh, like Bosa and Ingram. Oh yeah, they just got Ingram back too this week. Didn't was it this week he came back? He was injured against the Steelers, I remember. But so they just they have some really nice pieces. I know they're missing their safety. Um, Derwin James. Derwin James. So, but I know Chargers were really good last year, and I think they will have a really good second half this year. So yeah, we'll see as we go here. Okay, let's get to yeah, the Browns. The Browns lose to the Broncos with a quarterback who had never made an NFL start before. The third Allen, as I've heard him refer yeah, to. Yeah, there's a bunch of Allens in the league now. Yeah, uh, the Browns just don't look good. I don't know what else there is to say. Uh, Baker is, hasn't looked good. Odell's not getting the ball. Can't imagine he's very happy about that. I uh, I don't know if I was talking to you or if I listened to it on is either Bill Simmons podcast or Chris Sims, but they mentioned how it's almost like the longer that the play goes for Baker Mayfield, the worse he gets. Yeah. So the first two seconds, he he'll he'll make the throw, he'll make the pass, like it'll he'll hand the ball off, whatever, like it'll be good. But if it gets into like the four or five six second range like that's where like it it looks bad or he looks bad hmm. and he, man yeah this is not what we expected from the browns this year or what people were really hoping for but this game was weird because i went back and watched some of these some of the highlights in this game and he was trying to force the ball to jarvis landry on a number of plays and he was like double covered and i was like if jarvis landry's double covered Odell's got to be open. And there was a few plays where Odell was or was going to be open. And and there were just a couple of plays where when Odell did get the ball, although the pass was poor, like Odell made like a ridiculous catch and then would like take off for more yards. And just, yeah. It seems really simple to be like, give the ball to your best player and let him make a play. But I think someone needs to tell the Browns that. Because I don't know if they know that. You know, maybe it's a situation like I see in with with the Steelers, like in Juju, uh, like Rudolph maybe just doesn't quite trust himself to make these kind of tighter throws. Maybe mm-hmm. like may, maybe because Baker's struggling, maybe he he sees Odell and thinks I could probably get him the ball, but I'm worried, and then he looks elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe that's another case with him here. But I I, I see that. But like one of the specifically one of the highlights that they showed was. Chris Harris Jr. is like draped on Odell. Baker throws the ball and it's gonna hit Chris Harris in the back of the head, and like Odell reaches over him, grabs it, and then like takes off. Right. And so I I think what you're saying is right. I just think you gotta ignore it if you're Baker. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. It's Odell. Like he's gonna make the. And I honestly feel like Eli did that. I don't feel like Eli is that good of a quarterback or has been that good of a quarterback with, with specifically with the time with Eli. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry with his time with Odell I just I feel like Eli was like oh yeah he might get this I'm gonna chuck it up there and like he will right. get it. just yeah I think you just gotta and I mean we see Odell is one of the better combative catch receivers in the league so just kind of throw it towards his hands and hope for the best I mean yeah. ov- with obviously in the right situations but right I um I 
think too, like they did some weird plays. Like they they would run the ball on like third and one, but they wouldn't use Chubb. They'd use like the backup. Yeah, I was hearing that too. They like they like took Chubb out in some weird situations. And I just, I'm not a huge Chubb guy. But he's I'm been not, really good this year. Yeah, he has. I don't know. I just, it's kind of like Cooper Cup. I like I I didn't want to believe in Cooper Cup, but now I. <laughs> And I, I still don't believe in Chubb, but I, I don't know if I, I might get there. Um, well, hopefully they start giving those carries to Kareem Hunt. <laughs> yeah, for your fantasy team. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, but yeah, but I even, don't know. Yeah, even though I feel that way, if it's third and one, I'm still going to give it to Chubb. I'm not going to give it to the Hilliard guy or yeah. whatever. Um, and then I guess at the end of the game, it was like fourth and something, and Baker looked elsewhere on a pass when he should have thrown it to Odell. I think Odell was open, and it's just like, again – Critical situation, get the ball to your best player, let him make a play. Maybe I'll email that to him or DM him on Instagram. I'll say, hey, Baker. Do it. Towards Odell. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, the Broncos win. Uh, I think that's. I think we covered that one pretty good. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll I'll let you speak to this game more. But uh, Ravens look surprisingly good against the Patriots. I I wasn't expecting them to be, you know, to roll over here, but it was just kind of the Ravens looked pretty good. Yeah, the Ravens won 37-20. to 20. And, uh, okay, so Monday Night Football, the uh, Cowboys played the Giants. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, if you want to move on, we could do that. <laughs> We've been – anyway. This uh, It's kind of like the Packers thing. I think this is a good game for us to – just, I don't know, reassess. This is a good, like, midway part of the year just to look at where we're at. And there's been a lot of talk and a lot of, like, favorable commentary around the defense and how they've been playing and how this is, like, one of the greatest defenses ever. And I think it's good to have, like, a piece of humble pie every now and then. And... I was telling you before we started recording, just like Bill Simmons on his podcast was like, we need this. We need the dirt thrown on us. Like we need everyone to throw dirt on us right now. We need that chip on our shoulder when we're going into games, especially in the playoffs. So I, I I don't think really people are doubting this team. I think this team is still really good. Mm -hmm. Defense is still really good. The offense is, I think the offense was getting a bunch of criticism too, but I, I like where it's at. I think, Sanu's going to be a good fit. He played really well in this game. He got a touchdown, had multiple receptions. There were just a couple things in this game that just really didn't bounce our way. So I know that we got a dumb penalty. Oh, man, I kind of missed it because I was driving home. Either way, it was early in the game. We were going to stop them. They were going to settle for a field goal. And then either a penalty happened or they ended up going for it and they got it, and then which led to a touchdown instead of a field goal. And this game was just... Dumb mistakes too, like uh, the Edelman fumble. We were oh, yeah. on the drive. We were coming back, and we were playing at a really like fast pace. We were um, we were going no huddle, and it was it was working because like the defensive line for the Ravens was totally gassed. They weren't getting any pressure on Brady, so he was having all day to throw. So Sanu and Edelman, all these guys were getting receptions, and I kind of feel like Edelman got a little gassed himself. Because I think he had multiple receptions in a row, and then he 
ended up getting that fumble, which went for a touchdown, which got us down and kind of took the wind out of our sails. But what it comes down to is, is uh, in this game, I felt like was, again, Lamar Jackson just being a completely different animal. And he's, I listened to a thing today that talked about how he was, that Michael Vick is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson's more elusive. And Tell it to Madden 2003 or yeah, 4, whatever game sure. that was. Um, and, and not just like the straightaway speed. Like I think Vick was a faster quarterback. I just I think his way that he's able to to turn a yard into 10 yards and turn 10 yards into the 40 yards, whatever it is, he didn't make any passes that were really like jaw-dropping, a lot of dink and dumps. Um, and he, yeah, the defense played well too for the Ravens. Yeah, and just some dumb mistakes by the Patriots. But overall, I felt like, I don't know, you don't want to see your team lose, but you know mm. what? I think this will be beneficial. And the last time we went undefeated, it didn't work out so well. Right. So. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, I don't think we expected the Patriots to go undefeated this year. So they were going to lose. They lose to the Ravens. I need to own up. Like, I've been saying that I don't think the Ravens were are really that good of a team. This maybe proves that they are a good team. Sure. Um, no. I, uh, I'm still not a huge Lamar Jackson believer, but I haven't really been watching him. And I also have a bias against the Ravens too, so that plays into it. What I like about losing this game is this is a potential AFC Championship game opponent, right? Yeah. Like I I think it really does come down to the Chiefs, but at some point we might run into the Ravens again. And now we have this film in a game that the Ravens played extremely well in. Um, I think they executed their game plan – very well and I think Bill's going to be able to take that and he's going to be able to better prepare which may lead to a different outcome down the road right so I and I that's kind of I don't know I'm just trying to take a positive spin on it you know after a loss mm-hmm. but that's a uh, you know that's what I got from this game and yeah that's fair like you said I think I too was doubting the Ravens didn't really believe in them but they uh they look pretty good in this game. Yeah. Okay, well, let's finish off quick with the Monday night game. Um, Cowboys over the Giants. I mean, this was a close game for the most part. Yeah. All about midway through the third quarter. Um, a black cat ran on the field at one point. Everyone was freaking out about that. He got signed later that night by the Patriots. Yep. No, just kidding. He's going to be the new running back. Um, um, I think I don't know this is again the Cowboys are playing the Giants I don't see the Giants as a huge threat so but the Cowboys seem to do some things well in this game I thought they got good pressure on Daniel Jones and I think their defense was able to get some takeaways in this game that I don't know they just looked good in that regard I think Zeke is a machine when it comes to rushing the ball uh, he didn't score in this game, but like he's just a very effective runner. Dak looked comfortable, made some really nice throws. I don't know they have some like Witten is just like a security blanket. He's going to be there. I feel like Amari Cooper and Dak really do have a good chemistry together. And even like the rapport between 
Gallup and Dak. I think he's getting better. Like Gallup made a really nice play in this game. Mm-hmm. I know that you were sweating bullets at one point because in our dynasty league you needed uh, Gallup and Daniel Jones to like not produce at all if you were going to be able to win. Yeah, basically I needed them to score less than thirty combined. And uh, you ended up winning by like four points, five yeah, points. Yeah, it was close. But anyway, but... I know I think the Cowboys, similar to the Chargers, are going to have a better second half of the year. And it'll better place them for a uh, playoff spot. Yeah, the Cowboys held Bar- Barkley to, I think, like 36 yards rushing or something like that. Um, it's like his worst in his career, I heard. Yeah, he he had one. He had a really long reception that went for about 80 yards or something. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's much to really say here. Daniel Jones, I don't think he's, I don't think he's terrible, but he's just way too prone to turnovers not even just interceptions he just loses a lot of fumbles yeah which is something that can be fixed i think just you know more ball security but i know yeah. on chris sims podcast excuse me they mentioned how peyton manning's first year like he was very similar to what daniel jones oh he had terrible interception numbers um, if i remember yeah. right he he wasn't very good his first year i'm not then like their next comment was like daniel jones is not peyton yeah manning. we're not comparing those two but you know you Hall of Famers start their careers off in bad ways as well. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Daniel Jones is better than what I thought he was going to be for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, those, are games. those were the games last week. Let's move on to our picks real quick. So, last week was an interesting week. Ben, you were two and three. You had the yes. Eagles correct and the Cowboys correct. But the Vikings, Jags, and Patriots favored you. I was three and two because I picked the Texans instead of the Jags. I knew I should have picked the Texans. Dude, remember what I said though? I was prepared to pick the opposite of you in that game no matter what. So Yeah, I should have gone with the Texans. You know what's really funny though? In that pick 'em thing that we were doing, like yeah. the survival for picking every week. I picked the Texans to win. Oh <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. Nice. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that puts you at 26 and 19 and me at 28 and 17. So we're still pretty close. Yeah. Got a two game lead now here, I guess, but, um, we'll see what we can do this week. So chargers at Raiders Thursday night football this week. And like we've talked about, these are two kind of intriguing teams at the moment. Yeah. I, uh, just kind of what we've already mentioned before. I think the chargers are going to have a better second half of the year. I think they are coming off a big win against the Packers. So I think they're going to keep it rolling. I think chargers are going to I'm going to pick John Gruden. I'm going to pick the Raiders here. I like what they're doing. Chargers have struggled at times. Yeah, no, they have. And and this is a divisional uh, rivalry game. And uh, I don't know. This will be a good one. This could could go either way, I guess. Right. All right. um, Panthers-Packers. Ooh. Packers coming off a loss. The Panthers have been scoring a lot of points, but yeah. I just can't see the Packers coming off of last week um, kind of doing that again. So I think I'm going to go have to go with Packers here. I'm also going with Packers. Okay. I think they're going to be able to look at what they had, what happened last week, and I think they'll adjust and be good to go. Okay, moving to Vikings-Cowboys. Ooh. I think i got to pick first. I This is a good one. I don't know if Thielen's going to be back for this game. I heard, I thought I got an update that said he was probably out again 
this week, but I'd have to. Oh, look okay. it up. actually, I think I saw that too. Okay, no, you're right. But oh, man, Vikings are still have a lot of weapons. I, I'm gonna go Cowboys. Um, okay. I'm just going off what I said before. Similar to the Chargers, I think they're gonna have a better second half of the year here, and I think they get the win. Yeah, I was thinking Vikings for a minute, but the Cowboys will be at home, and I just, yeah, I think I'm going to give the edge to the Cowboys in this game. I uh, I really struggled with this next one. Seahawks at Niners. This really seems like the game that the 49ers could drop. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the 49ers defense is so good. Like, And this is what it came down to for me. Like, basically, yeah, who's more likely to get the stop at the end of the game? Like, the 49ers defense or, like, the Seahawks defense? Even though the Seahawks offense is really, really good, I feel like it's more likely that the 49ers would be able to get a stop. So I actually yeah. ended up with the 49ers in this game. Although, I was kind of leaning Seahawks, but I went 49ers. I definitely want to pick the Niners here, but kind of like what you're saying about the Seahawks. This could be the game that the Niners drop yeah. for the sake of our pickums here, like maybe to get some separation, <laughs> oh, okay. possibly. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I mean, I do think they can win the game. Yeah, um, I think so too. But just to make it a little different here, I'm going to go Seattle. All right. And then our lock, we pick the Saints over the Falcons. Yep. And potential upset, we got Steelers, Rams at Steelers, uh, Sunday afternoon. The Steelers, I mean, they could win this game. The Rams have kind of been lackluster for the most part. Rams so, can be another team that missed the playoffs, although yeah. the history of the league shows that like if you make it to the Super Bowl and you lose, and if you're not the Patriots, <laughs> most likely getting back to the Super Bowl doesn't happen the following yeah, year. Yeah, it's pretty tough. We're getting back to the playoffs even. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers win this game at all. Um, but I want to point out we were pretty close on our upset pick last week. We picked the Buccaneers potentially over the Seahawks, and it was close. But I think we've actually been really close on all of our upset games so far. Most of them have been close. I know we've had one or two that just that kind of went, yeah, that were a blowout. Yeah. But like last week's game went to overtime. Uh, the Jets Cowboys we actually got right. Yeah. Steelers Ravens was really close, went to overtime. I don't know if we got the Titans Falcons game right earlier in the year. Either way, we've Yeah, we've been we haven't picked terribly games. for those. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's jump over to fantasy here to finish us off. Um We both won this week in Dynasty. Yeah, had a great week my team did was the top scorer for the week. Didn't think I'd ever be saying that. <laughs> um, 198 points. Uh, trading for the Steelers defense from you was the right play. You're welcome. 20 points. I appreciate it. Um, Darius Leonard produces lots. But, yeah, I just had some big weeks from, from from multiple guys, which just doesn't seem to happen for me. I had Mon- Montgomery, Sanders, um, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay. My quarterbacks did pretty good. Stafford did really good. Stafford's killing it. Mm-hmm. You started um, off the week two with like 
the Thursday night game, Emmanuel Sanders getting you 24 points. So it's like, it's always yeah. a guy in that early game that just goes off. Yeah, great. Great. Oh, sorry, say that again. I just was saying, like, you had Sanders, I had Garoppolo. They both oh, went yeah, off. It's just right. nice to start your week for fantasy with, like, a a really good. Yeah, have like, that tone setter. Play. Yeah. Um, yeah, I beat Ben Huber for the second time this year, actually. Um, he obviously didn't have Mahomes, so his quarterback situation, Matt Moore and Daniel Jones, it's pretty rough to have to play those two. Not great. Um, McCaffrey went off for 37.6 Yeah, points. McCaffrey was kind of quiet for a large part of this game, then all of a sudden I look and he has three touchdowns again. Yeah. Um, yeah, Terry Kill went off um, kind of late Sunday. I was watching Red Zone and um, the Seahawks were playing and I thought they were going to win in the regulation. They missed a field goal, so it gave more time for Metcalf and Chris Carson to get more points. So it made our matchup closer. And then, like we talked about Monday night, between Daniel Jones and Michael Gallup, I needed... Less than yeah. I think it was twenty nine points or something, and I got the win by about five here. So yeah, I think too like Ben Huber just usually gets production from like guys that just didn't like he didn't get to play Greg Zerline, who usually gets some double digit points. Yeah, so. his Rams were out this week, which is and, uh, good for him. Like Andrews didn't do much for him. Cooper oh. Cup was out. Yeah, he didn't have Cooper Cup, so he's missing some of these guys. Although he he made it close, you were able to get the win, which is nice for you because that win actually put me into second place with my win. So I appreciate that. So nice. yeah, talk about your matchup. Going to mine, I played Jordan this week. I got lucky because Jordan was missing his Rams. Um, I was missing like Julio uh, and a couple other guys, but he had a couple guys that like Cameron Bray got him zero, Adam Thielen got him zero. So uh, yeah, I got lucky in that regard. And then Derrick Henry had a good week for me. Got like almost 25 points. Landry had like 17, which was nice. Same with Edelman. Uh, Bell had like 20. Garoppolo, like I mentioned before, almost had 30. Tom Brady, nothing special. And then Jordan's guys just kind of had lackluster weeks. Like he, um, I guess uh, Marvin Jones had a good week for him, 26 points, 26. Um, and then everybody else, yeah, just 12 from Rogers, 17 from Baker, 15 from cook. So with those couple goose eggs that he had from his other guys, not great, but he, uh, he had some guys on his bench that played pretty well. I know Jordan's trying to figure out his tight end situation here. So hopefully he's, I don't know. Oh, he's got it. Oh, he had Preston Williams on his taxi squad that went off for 24 points, but he's now on IR anyway. Yeah, he's so. out for the year now. So that's not going to help him. Anyway, so I get the win over Jordan, moves me to 6-3. and three. Your win hurts Ben Huber, which puts me in a second, so that was good. Nice. Uh, if we go to Brady and Mark, Brady gets the win. Brady stays in first with that win. I think he's ahead of me on points, but that's all right. Um, Trubisky and Minshew. For Mark was Woof. pretty tough. Six point five from Min, uh, from Trubisky and nine point seven six from Minshew. So not Mark a real probably good... wins this if he gets decent quarterback. Uh yeah, definitely play. Even well, like, maybe not quite, but yeah, it would have been. Lashawn, Lashawn McCoy didn't do him any favors with one point nine points, but he's got Mike Evans who has had three weeks in a row of like thirty five plus points. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 
really going to help you. I just want to look at his bench if he had any. He didn't have any other options for tight, uh, for quarterback, so he was kind of out in that sense or didn't have an option there. Um, Brady, 18 points from his kicker. Butker, yikes. Um, what else has he got here? 23 from Galladay, 19 from Hopkins, 17 from Sutton. Sutton actually had a pretty good day. Ooh, Jalen Samuels had 19. I guess we saw that coming. Yeah, he caught 13 balls. That's the most receptions by a Steelers running back of all in, in a game ever or something like that. Okay. All right. Uh, our last matchup, Dallin and Lauren. Yes, Lauren. Thank you for being Dallin, keeping me out of last place. 39.22, 39.22 points from Russell Wilson. Uh, Lauren, that's pretty good. Yep. Oh, 40.2 from Lockett. Oof. It's 19.9. Fiddle. He had a good game. DJ Moore. Is that and, DJ Moore? Is that what his name is? Yeah. Yeah, 17.1. Yeah, Allen Robinson and Diggs combined for what? 4.2. Yeah. Yikes. But Wilson and Lockett combining for almost 80 points. That's that'll that'll win you a week. So Dallin Dallin had Ertz that went off and his kicker, but that's about it. Yeah, that's do you have anyone on his bench? Oh, he had some new on his bench. Had a good week. But oh he had also had Pascal on his bench. Nineteen point six points. So but I know it's tough because you can't really those matches are tough. Like I look at mine and I played Amendola because I thought Amendola had a good week last week and I figured he was going to be targeted. He ended up getting me 5.9 points and I played him over um, Jamison Crowder, which mm. I hate myself for because I'm like the truther for Jamison Crowder. Right. And Crowder went off for like 23 points. Yeah, so he did good this week. It's frustrating to see that on my bench. So anyway. But yeah, it's nice. Uh, nice of. Nice for Dallin to get the loss because it keeps me out of last place and off Reddit for the time being. Yeah, seriously. Um, I guess if we, we look ahead to week 10. Yeah, let's look ahead to our matchups. I play Brady. I have quite a few guys on bye this week. Um, Lindsay, who's been producing okay for me. Terry McLaurin. Kenny Stills, kind of these guys that I've had to plug in. So I'm probably going to be forced to play A.J. Green in his first game back. Mm. Um, I got to plug in Devontae Parker. He's been scoring. So I don't know, it might not be the worst thing, but Brady's team is just really good. He's got a lot of producers. Uh, he does have a bye to some important players, Deshaun Watson, um, DeAndre Hopkins, Cortland Sutton. But James yeah. Conner, I think, is supposed to be back this week. But either way, he's got Samuels to fill in there. Yeah, yeah. the the Samuels Eckler combo is intimidating when it comes to like a PPR league because those two could easily go off and yeah, just and, catch right. But at the same time, if Conner's back and if we think Gordon's going to be getting the workload that we anticipate, I could also see it going the other way where these two don't do very much. Mm-hmm. But just the history of those two. But Brady does have Connor as well, so. 
Oh, he does have Connery? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. Anyway, oh, he's got the Bills. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, not expecting probably to win this week, but, I mean, weirder well, things have happened, like last week. What's, so. what's interesting, too, is you both, he has Tevin Coleman, you have Matt Breida. I feel like also it could be, like, one of the guys gets the yards, one of the guys gets the touchdowns almost, or anyway. Right. But Breida, Coleman, those are both good plays just with that that team. Emmanuel Sanders is really nice. I had Emmanuel Sanders in Huddle Buddies, and I traded him, and I kind of regret it. But I didn't think he was going to get traded to the 49ers. Right. Um, okay. Okay, go so ahead and talk about yours. I got – who do I got this week? I got Dallin this week. Dallin beat me the last time we played, so I really hope I can get him this week. I'm not going to have any of my Patriots players, so no Tom Brady, no Edelman, no James White, no Patriots defense, no Jamie Collins. But I do get Elliott. I do get Julio. I'm going to play Crowder. Hunter Henry's been balling out for me. You're going to play Kenny and Drake? No. <laughs> I think I think uh, David Johnson's back, if I understand correctly. Oh, okay, right. So I think I'm going to leave that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And I need to go pick up a defense, and I need to go pick up a defensive player. So I have a couple – Bids in right now on a couple guys on the defense. I'm going after the Ravens defense and Bobby Wagner. Those are the two. I don't think you're going after those, so I was gonna. I don't mind saying that on the air. Wait, Bobby Wagner is a free agent. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. No, he's not. Don't worry. I have. I have <laughs> Leonard and Bush. I'm not really oh, yeah, in the market you're, you're, for. You're not going for him. Yeah, I just. So I figured I'd go after him. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I might need to put a dollar amount on him, just because. We have some Seahawks fans in our yeah, group, so right. I might uh, go get them. Anyway, Garoppolo's been playing well. I have to play Tannehill this week, but although Tannehill's actually not been that bad either. So right. I think I could get it this week because as of right now, I am favored to beat Dallin. And he doesn't really have anybody on by. Oh, where my matchup he, here go? He has DJ Chart and Zach Ertz on a buy. Oh. And well, Chris Conley great. and Dorsett and Aguilar. Oh, wait, I'm looking at his bench. Sorry. I thought I was going to start a lineup. I was like, what's no. going on here? But his yeah, ankles, he does have quite a few buys on his bench, though, here. Yeah. So I think I'll get lucky there. I don't know. Like, as of right now, we are both projected to score like 161 points apiece, but I don't have a defense or a defensive player, yeah. Defensive player in yet. So hopefully I can get that figured out. Okay. So that's our matchup. Okay. But last time, I thought it was going to be down, and he, he all of his guys went off. So that was really disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who else should we talk Warren about? Warren and Mark. What do you want to say about that this one? Looks pretty close. Um, Mark gets to play Breeze, so his quarterback situation should be a little bit better. Um, Daniel, this is looking like it might be close, but. Lauren tends to have guys that can just blow up. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. All right. Looking at our next matchup, I got Jordan and Ben Huber. Looks like Huber still has to play more in Jones. Let me take a look at his bench here. No. I think Mahomes might be back this week. And Matt Ryan. So he should have better quarterback play, which isn't great for Jordan. But Jordan is getting Gurley back. He's getting... Devontae Adams back. Um, he's going to have Marvin Jones in his lineup, which is good. 
Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, Goff, Rogers. So honestly, like I see that Huber's probably going to be favored in this matchup, but I think Jordan Jordan's guys can all go off. Yeah, and I think he's playing Vance McDonald this week. Vance has had a better week in the past. They scored yeah. last week. That'll be interesting to see how that works out. So, but if we look at our standings, currently in first place is Brady, followed by myself. And then, so uh, Brady and I are both at six and three. And then at five and four goes Lauren, Ben Huber, Jordan. And then the four and five lone person is Mark. Kyle, you're at 30, three and six. And then last place, Dallin, two and seven. So, yeah. Getting interesting. Here we go. Yeah. So that's the week of fantasy. Um, Got a trade deadline coming up, so we might have some trades happening. Yep, could see some before Monday. We'll talk about those next week if we see a bunch. Um, but yeah, we've uh, we've been going for about an hour and twenty minutes here. So good day. All right, we will well, call it a night. I think. Good night, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs>